Donald J. Trump has been tweeting uh, a number of things this morning. His approval rating at 39% in Gallup. That's uh, down toward his lower numbers after having it had his highest numbers in Gallup poll a month or so ago at 49. Um I silenced myself. I, I don't. I don't know what it's based on. It could be some of the George Floyd stuff. It could be. I don't know. I don't know. Coming up, the context for this sentence: Isabella, a Macedonian transgender prostitute, is gloomy. The rest of the story coming up. Okay, fantastic. Now back to you, uh, Jack. So Donald Trump is tweeting this morning: uh, Domestic terrorists have taken over Seattle, run by radical left Democrats. Of course, law and order. All caps. Exclamation point. And he also tweeted. Sleepy Joe Biden refuses to leave his basement sanctuary and tell his radical left bosses they're heading in the wrong direction. Tell them to get out of Seattle now. The liberal governor, Jay Inslee, is looking like a fool. Law and order. So what is uh, Donald Trump talking about? Well, here's the story. Yeah, and this is the third night of what can only be described as a uh, complete takeover of a seven-block area of a Seattle neighborhood. And we don't see a single police officer or city official anywhere. So it does appear as if the protesters are digging in for the long haul. Uh, they're calling it the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. I've also seen the name Free Capitol Hill. And right in the center of it is the Seattle Police Department's East Precinct. Police said today that they are boarded up and abandoned the building on Monday after receiving a credible threat that criminals within the protest group were planning to burn it down. They did not say how cutting and running makes it safer. As we looked around the police-free zone today, we saw roughly 20 tents, lots of graffiti, and barricades at each of the six entrances. There's also security guards. We noticed one had several ammunition clips. One of our fine uh, protesters here showing his uh, ignorance. That sounds like me after missing a two-foot putt. (laughs) What the hell was that? That was a a protester. But what was he saying? He was just trying to interfere with the report, I think. And it probably said it was a Fox report, so they probably saw the Fox van or jacket or whatever. I believe what he said was, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hit us with that, that other clip. A local station got video of several guards armed with assault rifles. They are asking for identification before letting people in. And police have received reports of the armed guards demanding money from some businesses inside their area. We also saw people passing out food in what they call a no-cop co-op. Yeah, they're demanding tribute be paid by local businesses or they will be shut down or damaged, just like uh, the mafia of old. Am I missing something here? No, no. Seattle has taken the next logical step because they never dare confront the left wingers. There, there, there are known communists but on so, the Seattle City Council, and <laughs> and so the 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 far far <laughs> the pardon me I'm protesting the far far radical left has decided to push it one step farther. Now they are occupying seven square blocks uh, occupied by many vis- businesses, residences, and a police station which has been abandoned. Well, okay. Occupy, you're hanging out, they let allow homeless people everywhere, that's one thing. But you can't, I mean, there are laws on the books for going around to businesses and demanding money. Well, and they have armed checkpoints. Nobody in or out without our permission. This is the stuff of Iraq. This is Libya. This is Syria. But Somalia. But even the... even the, the Seattle-Malia. Seattle. Seattle, that's pretty good. Yeah, I like that one. Thank you, John. I'm serious, man. This is, this is crazy. Occupy Wall Street, please. 
bunch of hippies strumming guitars with some vague complaint about big business. Women with hairy armpits. This is this is hardcore, heavily armed radicals occupying multiple city blocks. Now, those of you who are outraged about the whole uh, uh, occupying the wildlife preserve in eastern Oregon, where are you now? So, uh, but they gotta they gotta be thinking about this. Even even the city council, of Seattle's got to think this is a, we got to deal with this somehow. They're just hoping that they'll get tired and go home. Or? Yeah, City Journal had a pretty good write-up of this um, yesterday, I think. Uh, for the past week... Seattle, is that what you decided on? Yeah, Seattle's hard-left secessionist movement has claimed its first territory, six blocks in the Capitol Hill neighborhood. For the past week, Black Lives Matter and Antifa-affiliated activists have engaged in a pitched battle with Seattle police officers and National Guard soldiers in the neighborhood, with the heaviest conflict occurring the intersection of 11th and Pike, which I know very well, where law enforcement had constructed a barricade to defend the Seattle Police East Precinct Building. Hoping to break through the barricade, protesters attacked officers with bricks, bottles, rocks, and improvised explosive devices, sending some officers to the hospital. Have you seen this on CNN? Have you seen this on MSNBC, well, ABC, CBS? Well, p- part of that is uh, it might be biased, but I think it's this. I was just about to say, if you're if you're a, a, a group that wants to fly under the radar for a while, do it on the West Coast. If this happens in Boston, it's on. It's in the news because mm-hmm. just the weird East Coast news bias is huge. The whole so much of Antifa's success. Is because they started on the West Coast, right? The things they did at Trump rallies and uh, and and to people in Portland and San Jose and stuff like that, it just doesn't make the news in New York. Yeah, yeah, I know it. I mean, because so, this is a this should be a huge story. Activists circulated videos of the conflict and accused the cops of brutality, demanding that the city cease using tear gas and other anti-riot techniques. Then, in a stunning turn of events, the city of Seattle made the decision to abandon the East Precinct and surrender the neighborhood to the protesters. This is an exercise in trust and de-escalation, explained Chief Carmen Best. Officers and National Guardsmen emptied the facility, boarded it up, and retreated. Immediately afterward, Black Lives Matter protesters, Antifa black shirts, and armed members of the hard-left John Brown Gun Club seized control of the neighborhood, moved in, moved the barricades into a defensive position, and declared it the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, even putting up a cardboard sign at the barricades declaring, You are now leaving the USA. On the new rebel state's first night, the atmosphere was festive and triumphant. Hooded men spray-painted the police station with slogans and anarchist symbols, renaming it the Seattle People's Department, East Precinct. This is wild. I've been going to Seattle for years, and I've mentioned this anarchist bookstore that they've got there many times because it's so extraordinary. It's unlike anything I've ever been to in my life. And, uh, you know, you do the touristy stuff in there, and around 2nd and Pike is this anarchist bookstore that's just packed full of stuff that, uh, to me, it's crazy, Sure, but this bookstore's been forever. Well, now, in that very neighborhood where that bookstore is that I've thought, oh, this is crazy, they're actually pulling it off. Listen to they're this. They're actually pulling off the stuff that's in those books. Raz Simone, a local rapper with an AK-47 slung from his shoulder and a pistol attached to his hip, screamed, This is war! into a white and red megaphone and instructed armed paramilitaries to guard the barricades and shifts. Later in the night, Simone was filmed allegedly assaulting multiple protesters who disobeyed his orders, informing them that he was the police now, sparking fears that he was becoming the de facto warlord of the aut- autonomous zone. Well, that that gets to what uh, something Tucker Carlson said last week that we pointed out. 
There's no such thing as a lack of power in a neighborhood. There's no such thing as a lack of a police force. There will always be a police force. It can either be the people that you've picked on purpose or somebody else that just has more guns and stronger guys. Right. But somebody is going to police that neighborhood. That void will be filled, and it was filled night number uh, one by this guy. Nikita Oliver, a radical activist and former mayoral candidate, emerged as a critical voice of the protest movement and assumed a leadership role in the autonomous zone after night fell and light rain began falling. She spoke to the crowd and outlined the ideological commitments behind the occupation. So this is what they're, they're pitching. We need to align ourselves with the global struggle that acknowledges that the United States plays a role in racialized capitalism. Racialized capitalism is built upon patriarchy, white supremacy, and classism. So that's Marxist stuff, then. Right. It's it's your, yeah, well, yeah, it's your racial slash Marxist. God, if I was a different point in my life, I'd go to Seattle. Just to, I'd, I'd like to observe this. I'd like to watch it and then see how it how it plays out. The following day, a coalition of black activists associated with the Autonomous Zone released a more specific list of demands, <clears throat> including the total abolition of the Seattle Police Department, Because we're now the police, and we'll decide what's okay and what's not. Exactly. Right. Uh, The retrial of all racial minorities serving prison time for violent crimes, and the replacement of the police with autonomous, restorative, transformative accountability programs. Wasn't that part about the minorities in police? You've got to retry every minority. Oh, the uncomfortable and inconvenient Asian problem. For racial activists. Jeez, are you going to get us fired? (laughs) No. no. Coming up next, the Asian problem. Trying to explain why Asian Americans are so successful Mm. as non-white people. The activist types are having to twist themselves into rhetorical pretzels. The graphs we were talking about last week out of the Wall Street Journal with Asian businesses doing so well. But we will follow the situation in Seattle. (laughs) Um... You know, this this final uh, note in the City Journal, I think, is worth reading to you. The Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone is an occupation and taking of hostages. None of the neighborhood's residents voted for Antifa as their representative government. Rather than enforce the law, Seattle's progressive political class capitulated to the mob and will likely make massive concessions over the next few months. This will embolden the Antifa, Antifa coalition and further undermine the rule of law in American cities. I'd say. It's absolutely true. They've overthrown the duly elected government. Wow, that is wild. Uh, if you know anything about this, that's your hood or whatever. Give us a give us a text four one five two nine five KFTC. Now, what talk about an underreported story? Or if emails more your style, mailbag at armstrongandgetty dot com. government has declared them essential. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Coming up, raccoons in the chimney is a teachable moment and a little more context from the sentence I gave you before. <clears throat> now, now, don't you be offended, folks. I'm not talking about you. I'm just reading from The Economist. <laughs> the evening sun is beating down on a small crowd gathered in Schoenberg, a district of Berlin, to mark the 45th International Whores Day. But Isabella, a Macedonian transgender prostitute, is gloomy. Stay with us. 
Um, I just saw a headline. Uh, somebody was pulling down a Confederate statue and it fell on his head. You hate to see that happen. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Rebels win another battle. That whole controversy. I don't even want to get into it yet. Too many uh, controversies. Exactly. Too you many know? ones. Yeah. The, One or two at a time, max. I'm a item by item on that stuff. There are there are like Confederate statues that were put up in the '60s <laughs> from some guy that was like over the top, blatantly racist, right? Um, that probably don't need to be there. And then there are you know things have been there for 150 years. Like some of the best military minds that, that have ever been produced on Earth, and they were they were Americans mm-hmm. ultimately. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, 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 it's a tough one. Yeah. I Tim, uh, sorry, go ahead. I haven't been able to make up my mind. On Tim Sandifer has a, a, a pretty uh, refined and, and, to my mind, persuasive opinion on um, a museum can exist. But a monument is not a museum. A monument is praise. A monument is, is saying this should be admired. But I do admire several of the Confederate generals who were some of the best military minds ever produced on Earth. But they attacked shouldn't, your country. Shouldn't we be a, 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 a proud of that? Uh, that No. No? No, yes. They should have been on the other side? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you can appreciate their genius and, and their, their character and everything else, but they attacked the country. I suppose if I was arguing with myself, I would say, well, then you got to have a you got to have a Rommel statue somewhere in Germany, don't sure. you? Sure. Absolutely, yeah. And German Americans ought to uh, ought to erect one in uh, Milwaukee, for instance, or Chicago. By your twisted reasoning, why do they have to get personal? I don't know. I'm very <laughs> tense these days. Well, like I said, I haven't. I'm I'm, I'm having these uh, thinking this through in my head. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just can't figure it out. I think the dates in which these statues were initially put up is, yeah, is relevant yeah, to the conversation. Yeah, too. A lot of them, like uh, NASCAR, is wrestling with the Confederate flag thing right mm-hmm. now. Again, too many controversies. Um, a, a lot we of that should allow stuff, like three a week. A, a, a lot. Well, sorry, we'll do Confederate flags at NASCAR races next week. We've got our three for this week. Yeah, but a lot of that stuff started in the '60s during the Civil Rights Movement. It was a response to the Civil Rights. But movement. and this is always my uh, retort to that sort of thing. Yes, as a fan of the Confederacy, go ahead. If the 22-year-old waving the flag there now, though, he doesn't know that. And what if that's got nothing to do with it to him at all? Well, the the NASCAR driver uh, whose name I don't recall, he's the only black NASCAR driver. Uh, Bubba Wallace, I believe. I think that is correct. Yeah, he uh, he seems to think that uh, it's hurtful to him to see the Confederacy touted uh, in front of a black man. So NASCAR said, "Yeah, okay, no more Confederate flags mm-hmm. at any events." The 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 Marines and the Navy, I think, did something similar too. They're not allowing. Yeah, the Pentagon had some sort of yeah. announcement about that. Yeah, you can't uh, you can't be sporting that in your barracks. Yeah, interesting times. Yeah, I'd say. Raccoons in the chimney and German prostitutes coming up. Uh, <laughs> NYPD, I'm happy to see this. An NYPD lieutenant apologizes for kneeling along Sarge, Sarge, hmm. Take two. <sighs> I left my coffee down in my car. I need to go get it next commercial break. It's a serious mistake. I'm really running low on caffeine. Caffeine is the gasoline that the, you know, the Armstrong and Getty engine runs on. Absolutely. NYPD lieutenant apologizes. And you Much probably, more coherent this time. You probably, you probably saw the picture for kneeling alongside George Floyd protesters last week. Um, 
Oh, so he's apologizing for kneeling? For kneeling, yeah. Okay. Sent an email to his fellow officers apologizing for kneeling, telling them that the cop in me wants to kick my own ass. Boy, I'm not sure you helped anything with that. No, boy. You're yeah, going to physically assault somebody who did something wrong. Even if it's you. Extrajudicial. Wow. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> this guy, I think this guy just needs to take a vacation. He, uh, he's uh, Lieutenant uh, Catani. Uh, said he regrets his hor- regrets his horrible decision to give in to a crowd of protesters' demands. That's the part that bothered me the most. Oh, is the, I thought. Is the, was the crowd, you know, saying, well, do it, do it, do it, and then, then, then the cops did it. I just I had a bad look all the way around. Yeah. Um, Forcing them to their knees. Yeah. Which, and listen, there's a lot of racial justice stuff that, that's good, it's solid, it's righteous. But a lot of it is just, you had the power, and you misused it, now we want the power, and we will immediately misuse it. Yeah, he, just about he, power. He says, and he makes a decent argument. I don't know why he would kick his own ass, which would be an interesting thing to see. Uh, he says, I know I made the wrong decision, but we didn't know how to handle the protesters. We don't know how they would have reacted if we didn't uh, kneel down as they were demanding. And we were attempting to reduce any extra violence. But that's okay. how the mob wins. Trying to de-escalate. Yeah, but well, I don't know. That you, is a tough position. You, you're, you're saying this show of force and threatening us will work. Is what you're saying. Right. Well, Seattle tried to de-escalate. Now they have seven square blocks occupied by lunatics. It's a, it's a balance, and it's not an easy one. Armstrong and Getty. Thousands and thousands of protesters on the street. Peaceful demonstrations almost entirely across the country yesterday. So they they go on. Mm. Um, there you go. Too many controversies, as Joe pointed out. Yeah, yeah. We need to narrow it down. A, a positive note. Uh, like to think maybe occasionally, accidentally, we do a little good in the world. Here we are educating a youngster. Uh, Chris's uh, note is uh, titled "Raccoons in the Chimney." Not a euphemism. Oh, my Aunt Jan. Man, she got raccoons in her chimney. I uh, thought you guys <laughs> might enjoy this exchange from the dinner, dinner table last night after I paid to have someone remove a raccoon that made a home in our chimney. Did you consider us setting a fire? Me. Uh, this is Chris in Salt Lake City. Did you know you actually need a permit to kill or trap a raccoon that's made a den in your own chimney? Yeah. My wife says... Uh, oh, his wife gives them the, here we go again, look. Five-year-old daughter says, what's a permit, Dad? Chris answered, well, it's both a noun and we must not forget a verb. The government is permitting you to remove a raccoon from your own home. You can't remove a wild beast from your own home. Until the government grants you its wise and benevolent permission. And you're a whack job, in my opinion, if you actually do that. Yeah. Ask for the government's permission to do that. Yeah. Which is an example of if you have too many rules and laws, people start breaking them, and they uh, they all lose some of their enforcement power. If you're looking for a hooker on, uh, well, it's in Berlin, it's important you're on the right side of this bridge. They're celebrating the 45th, 45th International Horrors Day. That's the name of it. I didn't make it up, all right? Get off my back. 
but Isabella, a Macedonian transgender prostitute, is gloomy. I remember how it was before, she says. Cis women walked the streets north of the railway bridge, trans women to the south. Boy, if you're a uh, customer of this sort of thing... Um, how, Be on the right side of the bridge, otherwise you, you're going to get a rude shot. How'd you know? Were there signs or... That's just the tradition. Okay. But not these days. I feel depressed, says Isabel. It's our job, you know. Uh, colleagues described overbearing police, price-gouging hotels, and clients seeking outrageous corona discounts. <laughs> Prostitution is legal and regulated in Germany. I didn't know that. But uh, few industries have been pummeled by the vid uh, as much as sex work. Brothels had to close in March. Yet, although massage parlors and nail salons have reopened, we're, we're too afraid of nail salons in America. <laughs> Prostitutes have been left in a limbo. So they're innovating with video services and that sort of thing. Um, apparently... I noticed you sniffled there a little bit. How about 25% off? <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently they have a lot of Eastern Europeans uh, doing the sex work there in Western Europe. Uh, hence her Macedonian uh, origin. Um, so uh, the the proposed hygiene code would ban prostitutes from kissing or other oral services, oblige them to wear gloves during certain acts. Magic shows? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and keep their heads a forearm's distance from their clients at all times. Face masks would be obligatory. Keep your head a forearm's distance away from me. Why a you four- harlot. Why are we measuring by forearms? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the Popeye Commission put this together. <laughs> Customers would have to leave contact details, perhaps in sealed envelopes. Because if it turns out one of the gals, or the, the you no, know, the gals, turned out to have the vid, you got to get back to everybody who's seen them. Hand me that, would you? What's that? It's about three femurs to your left. <laughs> it's an all nine and a half, at least. <laughs> Similar rules will apply in Austria. If its brothels open on July 1st as planned, it's not very sexy, admitted one trollop, but it's necessary. (sighs) Germany. Mm. They're not starting world wars or doing this. (laughs) Um, Boy, I hope the German-American guild isn't on the warpath right now. Uh, hey, we need a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe. Yeah, we'll hit you with the latest economic numbers, the job losses here in oh, a second. Oh, they're very exciting, too. <sighs> Simply Safe has the doorbell, doorbell monitors and the cameras. That That is my favorite part of it. I want to know who's on my porch. I want to know if there's porch pirates about. Uh, I, you know, is, is it the pizza guy or, or a thief, whatever. They have everything that's great about modern home security in Simply Safe, but none of the long contracts and none of the expensive, messy install. So good, they were named the best overall home security of 2020 by U.S. News and World Report. And all you got to do is go online, click up a button. We'll tell you where to go here in a second. The box comes, you open it. You place the sensors, you plug it in. Done. No technician, no salesperson at your home. How do you like that? About 50 cents a day, you can afford it. You don't have multi-year contracts. Like a lot of these things do, and you think, I don't, I don't want this anymore. Too late. You're locked in. Not with Simply Safe. And they've got a 60 day money back guarantee. How awesome is that? Yep, you're going to like it. They're sure of it. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong to uh, get free shipping and the rest of it. Simply is S I M P L I. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. So, uh, another million and a half workers sought jobless benefits last week. Um, 
It's way down from what it was. Look at that graph, though. So those are all the months leading up to it. And the, the, all those months leading oh up to it God. was the way it was for decades it's before. These tiny little bars on the graph. You can barely see them. Until this all started. And now, you know. So now it looks like the skyline of Manhattan. Yeah, it's down from the peak, but it's still extraordinary. So you got that. And then, uh, Sean, I think you're in agreement with uh, with us. You follow the, you'd spend more time looking at the market day by day than I do, certainly at this point in my life. Um but usually their explanation for why the Dow went up or down is kind of thin, isn't it? It's not even an explanation. They are just taking the the what the Dow or the market is doing today and putting it with another story that is happening that day <laughs> right. and make some sort of weird connection of as Dow rises as blank happens. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, oh, yeah. They, they, so they, they cleverly word the headlines so that they're not even on the hook for claiming that's right. the reason. They just say, as this happens. Right. I think today's connection is pretty solid, as the Fed came out with a very dark economic forecast. Well, that's not what it says in the Wall Street Journal. What? It says, Dow falls 1,000 points as investors jitters grow over coronavirus spikes. Well, yeah, I heard that one, too. <laughs> well, which one is it? It's both. You, you, it's you, never one thing. How many jittery investors they talk? Like, I, I, there's no way for that to I be... I find this. I'm pretty skeptical about this one. Some jobs numbers, stuff like that. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, jitt- I'm sorry, I'm jittery. I find it very hard to believe that the big movers and shakers of the world adjusted their portfolios because they started testing more in a few states and got more cases. Unless they're as stupid as the media people who are reporting it. <laughs> and I don't think they are. You don't end up a billionaire that way. All right. I don't buy that one. So you're calling the Wall Street Journal liars. I, I Incompetent think, boobs, you're calling them. I think, it is the, I think it's the verbiage Sean was just talking about. It's like you could say Dow falls 1,000 points as Jack realizes he lost a pound on vacation. Right. (laughs) Well, the the, headline is accurate. The pie industry is devastated. That headline is completely accurate. I didn't say because. It just they both happened at the same time. People unloading shares at Baker's Square, Mrs. Smith's. (laughs) They jumped out a window. Big pie is panicking. There are also a couple of good weeks in a row, and you know, the, sometimes the market gets ahead of itself, and then it drops back down. And yeah, I sure yeah. hell hope people aren't making giant investment decisions based on the fact that coronavirus uh, uh, cases are up. But as they point out, sometimes in the news story, testing is up in a lot of these places. Yeah, I'm looking at, and this is a rarity. Can I pause this? I'm getting used to my new monitor situation. Um, CNN and, and uh, knock me down with a feather says uh, increase in testing responsible for part of the trend upward, but it's not as sharp as the increase in new cases. So I would like to know what's what's the the remainder then? You can explain uh, a large percentage of the new cases on or the greater number of cases on greater numbers of tests. If the wedge. You know, the the remainder there is very, very small. I think we all understand, as we open up more and interact more and do more things, there's going to be more spreading of the thing. We just don't want to overwhelm the hospitals and see a lot of people die. What about that picture I got up on the TV right there, the protests last night? That's been going on oh, for two fine. weeks. Oh, that's fine. That's fine, because I believe in that. But all across the country, you got all kinds of people gathering close together, right. often without masks. So mm-hmm. who knows how that's going to turn out here in a couple of weeks right. in terms of cases. Boy, the media is just desperate to terrify you. The COVID thing. I hope they're wrong. I hope they're just doing their usual thing where they're, you know, exaggerating to try to get the eyeballs and they're wrong. If this thing comes back hard, I don't know what that would do to our psyche. I just can't even imagine. 
I mean, I'm just thinking about even my own, my own, my own brain and my household. Going home and telling my kids, it's back, it's bad. So they're deciding to close everything down. School is not going to start. We're going to do online schooling. We can't go on any more vacations for mm. the next two months. Yeah, we can't go anywhere. Can't do this. Can't do, ah. Oh, keep calm and soldier on. I mean, you got our do, only choice. Well, yeah, but it, uh, it, it's 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 going to be rough on the uh, the old psyche. Oh yeah, yeah, especially youngsters. I mean, I can say something like, you know, stay calm and soldier on, because I've had to do that many times in my life, and you get used to it. Um, but kids, no, kids are, are devastated by not being with their, their, their buddies, their friends. It's rough. Oh, yeah. Keep working on that dang vaccine. Is that is that the ultimate end to this, a vaccine? Yes, and or successful therapies. Once we understand, and that's the frustrating part as a 21st century I've been American. I've pounding down aquarium cleaner. That's Just, perfect. That's good. I take that's a good. big, Excellent. I fill a liter bottle of it before bed, and I just sip on it. Well, and if you're not, as you chug it down, taking a bleach enema, you're a fool. Yeah. Because you, you really, you need to get it from both ends, yeah, Sean. I mean, literally, yes. I mean, it's basic military sense. It's you give a the pincher virus, movement. You give the virus no place to escape. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> if you drink the bleach, it'll run straight out of your hiney. <laughs> It's like uh, up bleach up me drinking aquarium cleaner, and then the, the <laughs> where are you gonna go, virus? <laughs> Trapped right. in the middle, right? It's like blowing up moles with the gas, you know. And you drop a match, and kablooey! That's the way you kill it. Getting it from both sides. It's like something Stonewall Jackson would have done, except exactly. you got to tear down his statue. Exactly. Well, I shouldn't have mentioned it, but exactly. right? Same sort of tactic. Yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, if I may return to some level of seriousness, the frustrating thing is a 21st century human is that we still don't understand very well how this disease kills a lot of people. It's it's more a clotting disease than a respiratory disease. You just can't get oxygen to your cells. It's just, and it's scary, and, and uh, you know, I, I didn't know this person personally, but uh, uh, the wife of a guy I know, some, uh, passed away recently. No. It's terrible, terrible. Just, she got it, and now she's gone. Um, and, fast, and so it's real, and it's here, and and what bothers me, and I know some good, honest, hardworking conservative Americans who, because they've perceived that the media is just wild with delight with this and is is trying to scare the crap out of you, well, they are. They've rejected it completely. And, and both and, of those things you just said are true, right? Oh, right. But it, it is real. It is amongst us, and it's worth being uh, cautious about. Anybody know anything more about what we've been talking about with Seattle? Uh, whether, you know, you got friends there, or you traveled there, or you're there right now. Um, text line, because that, that, that whole thing is interesting. One of the most interesting aspects is why it's not getting more attention. I was just on Twitter feeds, and there are a lot of people portraying it as just a good time party. It's just people having a good time with music and fun and everything like that. Okay, well, what's your version of the story? Text line is 415-295-KFTC. They, 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 what do they say? You're no longer in the United States of America? Right. It's an autonomous zone. Wow. That's wild. Anyway, a lot more on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Tell me, Sheriff Taylor, why don't you carry a gun? 
when a man carries a gun all the time, the respect he thinks he's getting might really be fear. So I don't carry a gun because I don't want the people of Mayberry to fear a gun. I'd rather they would respect me. I think that's interesting. That's from the old Andy uh, Griffith show from way back in the 60s. That was the number one show in America. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about that. I've seen that episode ten times. Um, love it. Love that show. Um, they, uh, they they came out from Hollywood. They were going to make a, a movie about Andy Taylor, this guy they'd heard of in uh, in little uh, little town in Carolina who didn't carry a gun. Want to know why he didn't. And there he was explaining but uh, that was a, a Law & Order time, very popular among Law & Order America, I'm sure, that TV show. And, mm-hmm. you know, the star of that show was a cop who didn't carry a gun, because you get your respect other ways. Barney kind carried a gun. Barney one had, bullet. had one bullet, and he had to keep it in his pocket. Though. And he had to ask permission to put it in. <laughs> yeah. Right. Can I put my bullet in? <laughs> Sensible. Barney Sensible Five. precaution. One of the greatest TV characters of all oh, time. Oh, no doubt about it's it. Just phenomenal. No doubt about it. Hey. Well, they're a good comedy team. Yeah. A uh, quick follow-up, there is, there seems to be quite a rise in hospitalizations in Arizona. That matters? That matters. That's a real number. Yeah. It's it's tough to track in different places because the way they're reported, or if they're reported at all, varies state-to-state hospitalizations, but Arizona is uh, having a troubling rise in yeah. hospitalizations. Well, it's some, you know, people who want to make that argument are saying Arizona uh, d- d- didn't crack down as much and are lightening up and they're having more hospitalizations, but you can also point to other states where they haven't and they're having a rise, and then states that have opened up and aren't, so it, it's d- difficult to make those conclusions. Right, right. Um. Geez, sometimes I wonder if it's just, you know, somebody who had it in a way that it spreads more. You know, they know so little about this. Maybe some people just sweat it out of them in a worse way than others. Yeah. Or worse spreaders than other people are. Anyway, somebody goes on a business trip, shows up in Arizona, bingo, bango. Uh, I don't care about cases unless you're doing randomized and consistent testing. But Montana, Arkansas, I'll tell you the, the what, then I'll tell you who. It's a better way to write it. Uh, all these states have seen coronavirus hospitalizations rise by at least 35% since Memorial Day. Wasn't Memorial Day just two weeks ago? That's like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least 35% Montana, Arkansas, Utah, Arizona, and Texas. So you got to keep your eye on it. On the other hand, everybody but everybody agrees we can't keep the economy choked off forever. Got to be a balancing act. It's a grim balancing act, but look, you know, we just have to deal with it. China covered up, gave us this horrendous virus, and and now we got to deal with it. But it ain't over. Um, and the other crisis of our times, there are too many. There are too many. I'll just read these. Yesterday, before I got in the shower, I made a comment on a Twitter post. In the middle of washing my hair, I was overcome with fear of how it could be misconstrued and literally jumped out of the shower to erase it, hoping I got to it in time before I lost my job at the Portland at the very woke Portland company I work for. Oh, boy. Um, and I thought this was interesting. We were talking about all the different businesses that have a statement somewhere on their website, usually right on the front page, about how we support. In the case of this one company that I look at all the time, they, we support Black Lives Matter, which I think is... Somewhat controversial given their platform, but they they feel like they must or can do it, I guess. It reminds me of the Andy Taylor uh, speech. People might not respect the organization, but they fear its gun. My business is pressured to make a statement against racism in all my social media platforms. 
Our supportive statements for black lives and for peace in our community has been slammed because it didn't have the right statements. There are trolls baiting any business and group. And this is kind of what happened to Grant Napier, the sports announcer oh, last boy, week. Right. And so now I'm thinking that that basketball player was aware of this technique. Because I guess this is happening a lot. He said, we're constantly being trolled. And this is happening to other businesses and groups and social media with comments that we are racist if we don't make certain statements um, or asking you questions to further draw you out on your comments, waiting for you to make a misstep. Wow, this is so Maoist. This is so testing your loyalty in the street in front of the mob. So if you asking a, you a series of questions about the revolution and the proletariat and the bourgeoisie. Yeah. So if you hit enough businesses, high profile people or whatever, with a couple of questions of what do you think of Black Lives Matter or what do you think of this, what do you think of that, just wait for a response that can be not you know as perfect as it needs to be, mm-hmm. and then and then you pounce. Wow. So watch out for that. Um, yeah, and listen, I'm a free speech nut, and I do this radio show, and we say all sorts of stuff, and, and, and we'll continue to do so. But uh, I warned some friends, because you know guys especially, will say things to amuse and shock each other that they don't mean. It's just, you know, it's just talk. I've said many things to shock people that are the exact opposite of what I feel. Right. Be very, very careful what you post online. Online is forever. If somebody grabs a screen capture of it anyway, it is forever. So just, you know, speak your piece, express your opinion, but do it cautiously. It's your old Uncle Joe giving you some good advice. And maybe leave, leave, maybe leave the same. Armstrong and Getty.